Welcome to Gleaning and Gathering. My name is Eric Heimlich. I'm your host today, and it's uh, been a little bit here since I have been with you and been able to record one of these episodes. And part of that reason is because I've been out in the field gathering corn. <laughs> I think uh, with the volunteers we've had here at Victory Acres and myself included together over the past two weeks, um, something like 250 dozen ears of corn, um, besides all of the little ears and seconds and all of that that we've harvested. And so harvest is complete, just trying to get it all sold now. And it's been a busy time and lots of other things going on too, but that's been the, uh, the big work. And it's got me thinking about corn. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like when you're doing something, you're, you're thinking about, uh, that and you see it uh, everywhere, including in scripture. And there was a, uh, a verse in Proverbs um, that uh, stuck out to me. He that withholdeth corn, the people shall curse him, but blessing shall be upon the head of him that selleth it. Proverbs eleven twenty six. You know, a, a while back, I was reading something by uh, my friend Ezra Beyer, and it uh, just really stuck out to me. He was writing about writing. But he asked a question in the middle of a piece that I saw him post on Facebook that was so helpful to me that I wrote it down and I put it on my vision board and I've been chewing on it here for the past few weeks. He asked this question, am I communicating because I like this topic or am I communicating because I have a clear picture of a life I want to improve and he was talking specifically about writing. You know, a lot of times writers can just write whatever they are interested in, and that's obviously the the place that they're going to uh, gravitate towards. But do I have a clear picture of a life that I want to improve? What do I hope that my writing will actually accomplish? And I got to thinking about that in relation to just really every aspect of work and business and life. And that is, how am I adding value to people's lives? You know, there's the tendency to gravitate towards what is in it for me. What can I get out of this? And I was recently having a conversation with someone and basically the the gist of, of all of it was that they had spent the last six months or so just kind of without a job searching, you know, the internet for all kinds of opportunities that were out there that were, you know, how can we get rich quick? How can we make a fast buck and how can we do it with as little input as possible? They had spent an enormous amount of time um, trying to figure that out and, six months later still had not really come upon something. I mean, they've, they've come along with, with all kinds of uh, ideas along the way, but nothing that really would, uh, you know, fit their fancy. If they had just gotten a job at Starbucks or McDonald's or just found somebody's house that needed to be cleaned, if they'd done anything for anyone, they would be further up the road than they are now. If they would have added value to anybody's life and not focused on their own need, but instead focused on somebody else's need and how could they meet that need, many of their needs would have been met. 
it reminds me of, of you know another proverb proverbs 14:23 says that all labor there is profit but the talk of the lips tends only to poverty and so how do i add value to someone's life through the investment of my labor in actually putting in time and helping them i was uh, i was thinking about this podcast and obviously this is just talk so um <laughs> some people say you know this is uh th- there's no labor here and uh i guess there's in a sense that's true but the number of conversations that I've had with people that this podcast has been helpful to them in some way, it sparked some sort of thought process in them that has led them down a road that has added value to their life and they've expressed their appreciation for that, um, has been very gratifying to me. I know that most of the time it's just me sitting down here at my desk uh, at Victory Acres and blathering on and on about something, it may not have any value to some people that are out there, and that's fine. Uh, my vision for this, when I originally started gleaning and gathering, was I really wanted to be able to have more of those kinds of conversations with my friends that I just so dearly love. I, I love my friends, and I love these conversations that I'm able to have sometimes along the way about various topics that are near and dear to my heart. And so I really wanted it to be me sitting down with close friends and being able just to share what's going on in a very unproduced sort of way and in a way that hopefully um, they'll feel like that, you know, when they finish, they've, they've been able to sit with me for a few minutes and that there's been something helpful or uh, encouraging or inspiring or or something there that would be a, a blessing to them. My heart has always uh, been pastoral. That's I feel like one of the gifts that God's given me is I have a pastor's heart and I, I desire to to help people and to be a person who adds value to people's lives um, wherever I can. And so uh, my my goal in starting gleaning and gathering was not that it would be the next hit podcast and, you know, hit high on the charts. I I really didn't care. And in those early days when we were first starting out, I think there were, you know, five people listening to, uh, thank you, Martin, um, for listening to the podcast. Uh, but I was fine with that since then it's grown. Uh, I think, uh, you know, we're, somewhere around 4,300 total listens. And there's, uh, I think 60 subscribers and you know, it's, it's not a huge number, but if I can add value to anyone's life, it's worth it. And so the opportunity to be able to have these conversations, and I know that you may say, well, it's not a conversation. There's not two, two ways. And yet there is, um, I was just talking with, uh, a friend of mine yesterday, actually, he's driving down the road in Alaska and he was on the way to the Alaska state fair, I believe in Palmer and, and they were, uh, selling maple syrup and we were talking about what was going on. And he said, you know, you know, I haven't heard a, another episode of your podcast. Are you getting ready to record one? And I said, yeah, he said, well, you know, what's it about? I said, well, it's about adding value to people's lives. 
And then we had this really great conversation about how he had been thinking about some of the same sorts of things and how in selling there had been a transformation in his mindset from, man, I got to make money today. I got to sell this, this much maple syrup to how can I be a blessing to each person that comes by and to treat each one in such a way that they just, they feel special and that every you know, bottle of syrup is a time with family around the breakfast table and in enjoying that I'm adding value to these people's lives and how can I focus on them rather than just on me and my needs and what I need. And he said, you know, when I began to really focus on that, it it changed everything. I think it's true that when we focus on the things that God has given us to do, and we do that with a view of how can we add value, how can we bless others, there's a huge shift. It's the same thing, and yet it's done out of a different heart, out of a different motivation. And so am I communicating or am I doing this particular work just because I like this work or am I doing this work because I have a clear picture of a life that I want to improve I want to make people's lives better and so whether I'm offering a service like cleaning someone's house do I just see that as a job or do I see that as a way of adding value that when these people come home from a long hard day and they walk into a beautifully clean, organized house, what a blessing that's going to be to them. And the fact that they don't have to worry about that and that that piece is taken off their plate now means that they can focus on things that are going to be adding value to other people's lives in other ways. And so my piece in that is going to be a blessing to them when they walk in here. And so I'm going to do that first and foremost, so that it glorifies God. But I'm going to do that in such a way that it it really does add to these people's lives. You know, I think in order to be able to do that and do that well, we have to have a clear picture of what it is that is our business. And I think in every business, you know, there's this, uh, here's what we do, but here's what we don't do. Um, I remember a few years ago when we were first starting out, with uh, turning logs into lumber here with our Woodmiser Woodmill, there would be people that would call us up and say, hey, I've got a tree in my yard and I need you to come and cut it down. And you know, then uh, if you could saw it up, that'd be great. Well, logging is a different business. Once the log is on the ground, uh, then we can, we can work with it. But I'm not completely comfortable felling a tree. A lot of bad things can happen when you start... Uh, getting gravity involved with that much weight. And that's a whole nother thing. I don't know those principles well enough to be able to do that well. Now, a log on the ground, I can turn it into lumber all day long. You know, on the other end of the business, there were people who call us up and say, hey, you know, could you make us some hardwood flooring? Well, could we go get all the tools and learn the, the principles that are needed to be able to put together tongue and groove pieces and 
figure that out? Probably, but that's another business. And so learning, we don't do hardwood flooring and we don't fell trees. What do we do? We turn logs into lumber. That's what we do. And so doing custom cut work is, is a piece. It's a business that we put out there. And when people call us, we've been able to add value to their lives in that way. Taking the few logs that many times they have and don't have the ability to be able to move, pull our mill up in their yard, mill them up right there and, and get them ready for whatever wood projects that they or their friends are wanting to do. And so I think that uh, in our effort to add value to people's lives, we need to have a clear picture of what it is that we're actually trying to do and what we're not going to do. So I think there's a, there's a need for each person to really think about the question, what are the things that only you can do? What are the things that you must do, that you must do? They're not delegatable. You, you can't just have someone else do them for you. What are those things? I, I know a while back I, I wrote out a list. I put it on my vision board. It's still there. I must pray. I must plan. I must generate content. I must connect with people. I must control my schedule. And I must contemplate. Those are the things that I must do. Those are things that no one else can do for me. No one else can generate a plan for me. No one else can pray for me. I mean, they can pray for me. But I need to be praying for myself and for others that are in my leadership. I need to be the one doing that. Connecting with people is not something that I can delegate. I must do that. I must take the time to do that. And so having a clear picture, what are those things that only you can do? And then working toward spending more of your time doing those things. You know, when I was in coach's pitch, um, uh, maybe it was Little League. I think it was Little League. Um, Played baseball for a little bit. My dad was my coach. For a while, I was at shortstop. But uh, they moved me from that position because I would never stay in my position. If the ball went into right field, Eric went to right field. If the play was at home plate, uh, Eric was at home. And if it went off in left field, rather than you know being the cutoff man, I'd just run out there and help the left fielder. And so I was just all over the field. Wherever the ball was, that's where Eric ran to. <laughs> And so finally they, uh, they, they put me at catcher. And the reason was that the ball was always coming at me. So there was that. And also I, I'd have all this equipment on and so it'd be a lot harder to run around. And so I, it was a, it was a position that fit me. And so for the rest of my somewhat brief baseball career, I played the position of catcher and enjoyed it getting to, uh, throw runners out at, Second, trying to steal there was just a a, a real joy. I I really enjoyed playing catcher. But in that, there's a picture, I think, of some people in life, and that is they never play their position. If you're off in right field, you're not playing shortstop. And if you are always running 
to some other place, you're not playing your position, which means that the team, when it needs that position to be played in the way that it is meant to be played, is going to be in trouble. How are you adding value to the team that you're on? When we really begin to look at that picture and get a clear view of what that is, then we can begin to really do the things that God designed us to do. You know, Michael Hyatt talks about the the desire zone, the area where we we are both proficient and passionate. That intersection of those things that we're good at, but it's also something that we really enjoy doing. And when we we're working in that area, at least for the most part, that's where we really add the most value. If you're constantly working in areas that you may be passionate about, but you're no good at it, then what we're doing is really robbing someone else of the joy of being in their position. I remember reading about a, a CEO that was thinking about uh, creating his own website. And his business coach asked him the question, how much do you think your time is worth? And he said, I probably make about $250 an hour. He said, well, let me ask you this. Would you hire a mediocre web designer to design your website and then pay them $250 an hour? He said, are you crazy? (laughs) Of course not. I wouldn't pay them $250 an hour to, especially not if they weren't any good. He said, well, that's what you're doing. If your time is worth that, and you're the one who's investing your time in it, that's what you're doing. Rather than finding somebody who's really good at that, paying them whatever the market rate is, and then letting them produce that, what you're doing and hiring yourself is paying $250 for a mediocre web designer. That's what you're doing. And I think many times what we do is we don't, we don't value our time on the one side and then in other times we we don't work in those areas where we're really adding the most value and so i think being clear about that and then focusing on how are we going to really improve other people's lives how is this going to bless them how is this going to help them and so there's a blessing on the head of the person who sells that corn. Why? Because they had a vision back when it was cold and rainy of buying the seed that would be necessary, of planting the seed, of cultivating that seed, of bringing it to harvest, of harvesting it, and then of being able to find a way of getting it to a market. And so when that person sits down with those ears of corn at their dinner table and they're eating it, they didn't have to think about all that. They didn't have to to do all of that. Instead, they can say, thank God for farmer so-and-so. Wow, what a blessing. Much of our economy is like that. I don't know very many people who go around only wearing the clothes that they've made, only living in a house that they've built, only eating the food that they've raised, We live in an interdependent economy. And so there are these things that we do for others and that in the process of doing that, we receive value 
and then are able to take that value and be able to spend our money with others that are doing the same sort of thing. And so I think that being clear about what it is that we do and how can we add value. Now, I'm not saying that it has to be the highest and best thing all the time. And to me, I think that adding value somewhere is better than not adding value anywhere and sitting around on your phone on Facebook cruising to the next thing. And and that's, I think, a, a whole other topic. But the problem today of being consumers of content and consumers of resources and materials and just sitting around vicariously trying to live through other people's lives that that's that's not adding value to anyone and that's certainly not adding value to you if that's how you're utilizing your time but how can i do something today that will be a blessing to someone else that's how you're going to be blessed (laughs) whatever that is and even if that's just passing cheeseburgers out of the window at mcdonald's if that is your job do it and do it well and add value to people's lives by giving them the best smile that you can and of greeting them and, and being the one positive interaction in their day and, and of doing the best job you can do where you're at, wherever that is. But let's quit trying to just make this all about us. All about what we can get out of it. And really focus on the other end of that transaction. You know, every business transaction really every good one has a two-way thank you you know at the coffee shop you say thank you so much for that cup of coffee and they say thank you so much for that you know three dollars four dollars whatever it is now because they want the money more than they want the coffee and you want the coffee more than you want the money and so there's this two-way exchange that takes place there's value that changes hands in two directions and it is not a one-way street it's not just them giving you coffee because they can't do that and stay in business and so a business that is run well is a business where there is value that is given or exchanged in such a way that people are thankful for the service that's being provided but in the process of receiving that good or service The person who's producing it ends up being able to then have what they need to be able to meet the needs that are in their life and other people are adding value to them. And so in an economy that's working well, there are all these exchanges that are taking place on a daily basis, on a moment-by-moment basis. And none of us are an island to ourselves. None of us are just self-made people. We are all interdependent. And we're adding value somewhere. And in the process, we are receiving value as well. And so I want to encourage you today. I don't know what your business is. I don't know where you're working at today. But I want to encourage you to focus on adding value to people's lives. Not just on making a paycheck, but how can I really add value? And how can I do that in such a way that recognizes 
the gifts, the abilities that God has given me, and that puts those into action in a way that will have you doing the things that only you can do, and doing those well, and doing those in a way that will make this world a better place. So that's what I'm thinking about today. I hope it's an encouragement to you for cleaning and gathering. God bless.